everybody. Welcome to another episode of GSV, Gratuitous Sex and Violence. This is a special bonus episode where we're going to talk about what are we into? Mm-hmm. A, little, a, little, a little DVD extra, yeah. as it were. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about what in pop culture are we currently consuming and you know give you the sweet deets so that you guys can go out there and explore more beautiful, amazing, gratuitous TV and film. Mm-hmm. Now, today is going to be somewhat of a special What Are We Into, even though it's the very first one, because mm-hmm. we just released the episode for Westworld, which we recorded a few weeks ago. Yeah. And you, at the time, you hadn't seen the movie, right? No, I, mean, I hadn't. And you hadn't seen the TV show either. No. So you were fresh into the entire mythology of Westworld. Yeah. Now, you guys, if you want to, you know, find out what he thought about the movie, you can go back and listen to the episode. Uh, That's very fresh in our minds. Um, And... You went ahead and actually caught up with the show after the after you watched the movie. Yeah, we. Uh, in, in fact, uh, I think if I remember correctly, um, we literally just started episode one right after we finished we recording that right. episode mm-hmm. of the podcast. Which so is actually a really nice way to it, debrief from... It, it really was, <laughs> yeah. I, I actually really, really liked... Um, yeah, I really liked getting into Westworld... Mm-hmm. Um, after having seen the film, I right. was glad to have seen the movie first, just to kind of see see the see the broad idea that then gets obviously elaborated on in mm-hmm. much greater detail uh, in the show. Now, most people will come to the world of Westworld the other way around. Most people, I feel, will have watched the show and then maybe watch the movie afterwards because the film, you know, isn't that popular and it was released a long time ago. The show is pretty popular and it's modern current. So a lot of people are, you know, into the current things. Yeah. So just very briefly, can you like give me your first impressions of how someone who hasn't seen the movie, like, is it worth it to go back and watch the movie after having seen the show? And how does, would one inform the other, you think? Um, I would say, I would say that the film is interesting additional content Mm -hmm. in a way. Um, I think that the film is worthwhile for anybody who both likes the show Mm -hmm. and who likes Jurassic Park. Right. Like, specifically just as sort of like a, hey, like, do you want to see the prototype for what would eventually become Jurassic Park? Because that's actually Westworld. And so I wouldn't necessarily say that the movie is going to add that much because I think that the show itself uh, does really take those ideas and really just develops them so much more richly, Mm -hmm. which, like, it's it's a pretty unfair comparison because, like, we're talking about, you know... and a a TV series right. and an HBO series at that. So like just massive resources That's true, and, right. and and massive sort of, you know, artistic you know, artistic discretion right. and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So um but I think that it's definitely a a worthwhile thing to go back to mm-hmm. if you haven't seen the movie yet. Just just for like a, a hint of the ideas that started it off. But like you got to temper those expectations because certainly when it comes to like, you know, the the inner lives of the hosts, um, I think it's pretty much absent from the film yeah, it's and, only, and, and that, and that, and that ages it considerably. It's only briefly hinted at. 
You yeah, know? barely, briefly, right. and 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 yeah, if that, if that. And, and and yeah, hardly. What are some of the ways that the the now I I've seen the show too, and I love I love the show um, for the most part. We'll talk more about <laughs> for the most part <laughs> in a little bit. But what are some of the ways that the film is similar to the movie? Um, well, I think that, um, uh, I'm, I'm going to primarily talk a bit about, like, the first season, um, because I think that the first season is the best season of right. the show so far. Absolutely. And, and, like, by a considerable degree. Yeah. Um, I, uh, and, and so I think that, like, both the movie and the show, um, do a good job of kind of... Um, introducing this idea of the West world and and really kind of selling the audience on mm-hmm. it and that was actually something that I wasn't necessarily expecting out of the show because like I knew that obviously the show was gonna grapple with like the agency of the hosts right. and also the fact that like the guests at the park are are at complete liberty to be as quote unquote good or bad as they right. want to mm-hmm. be and anything and, goes yeah anything goes and that you know you get to do what you want to the host with mm-hmm. no consequence and stuff like that and I was actually kind of taken by surprise how as I was watching the show, there was a there was kind of a a part of me that was drawn to the allure of what that promise was mm-hmm. and and of that idea that well i mean yeah if there is no consequence if you can just reflick a switch like like why wouldn't i want to try to you know immerse myself in a world like that and i think that both the movie and the show do a good job of of introducing that idea and 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 sort of showing it as an appealing thing. Um, obviously, I think the show does a much better job of like really, you know, selling you on on that that idea of like being able to immerse yourself in that adventure, while at the same time sort of you know making very clear right. like what horrors kind of lie just underneath that idea of consequence which there are consequences for yeah, your actions very deep co- and um and 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 also again because it actually does focus on the inner lives of the hosts and the host's sort of journey towards sentience um you know it it definitely does by the time you're seeing the host achieve that sentience you're you're obviously very much on board with like what a horrible thing that is to actually do to beings that, you know, humans went and created, right. giving giving them a sense of awareness and, and you know, sensation. And One all. of the interesting things to me, uh, the way it relates to the film, is how we we get, like, the, the characters of the newcomer and the old hat, if you will, yeah. who enter. We got, in the mo- in the TV show, it's it's William and Logan. Yeah. And in the movie, we got uh, Peter and John. Yeah. And, and they're both, like, our point of view, so to speak. And we kind of see both. We see, like, the bad side and the good side, kind of like the two sides of the coin. But it's really interesting to me that both the show and the film... Uh, decide to use that as a way to get us into the world of West. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Um, uh, and especially I think, um, it, it was smart 
of the show to to wait until episode two to kind of introduce those right. characters. Because um, the first so that, one's the first episode is very much like a prologue episode. Yeah, the fir- yeah the first episode very much. Um, in fact, actually, I, I I made a point of just watching the very first episode of the show before we started recording, and um, it it it's really a, a kind of a perfect self contained really unit. Yeah. Like it almost it almost works as a bit of a short form. Right self-contained story it's so good um because there's there's you know it it's it, it definitely you know plants some of the seeds that obviously get fleshed out in the show mm-hmm. but also it it is like a great self-contained unit of suspense and and has its own little sort of mystery that quote-unquote gets solved at the end right. of the show uh uh but obviously of the episode of the episode yeah mm-hmm. yeah but but then obviously it gets fleshed out more and more and and uh so yeah and and so then have episode two be the episode where we get more of that newcomer's perspective mm-hmm. and again i think it's it's the introduction of will uh the introduction of william's character um that helps to that helps to kind of do a bit of that selling the audience because right. it's the same thing with the movie too mm-hmm. that like you you really do get why the character becomes so immediately right. enamored of the world and and uh, how they find their own path through it mm-hmm. and and sort of find you know ways to deepen their their interest and connection and how they explore and interact with it. The main difference between the film and the show, apart from the thematic depth that the show goes into um, and when it relates to the same themes of the movie, is that the, the show also focuses a lot on the hosts themselves and the behind the scene employees of the park. We get like the, it's kind of like a three point drama going on there yeah definitely uh we got you have guests hosts and then the westworld employees how do you feel that those differences in, enrich the show do you did you enjoy see, uh, seeing more about the inner workings of the host and also the backstage stuff yeah i think uh, i was definitely very appreciative of more of the backstage stuff of like the actual employees working at the i park. know that that was one of the things that you had a problem with in the movie yeah yeah i really wanted to see more of that in the movie especially because i think the movie doesn't necessarily do that good of a job of like conveying more of an idea of what the hell is actually going on right. when things start to go south and mm-hmm. and there's a lot of unanswered questions especially considering that like all hell seems to break loose and then it's pretty much like all the people running the show are dead but mm-hmm. we don't really fully get why yeah, and right. and and so so uh the show definitely fleshes that aspect of it out much more um it's it's much more clear like what a massive operation mm-hmm. the, the whole park is yeah. and like how how many different levels and departments are kind of working with each other and also especially just that like you know there's a lot of like politics mm-hmm. at play because there's like there is the people who are actually running the park there is the management there is like like you know the board of directors of the drama, company, you know? yeah, and like the corporation that owns it. So it's like it's clear that like there are so many there are so many different levers of power that are you know being applied to what happens in the park, and so seeing how all of that interacts and contributes to the the happenings in the park itself um, definitely, I think, make it very good. And then obviously. Um, 
you know, I think I think the approach of 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 also focusing on the the story of the host as well. Um, I think like by the by the time of Westworld, like we've already seen a lot more sci-fi drama that sort of you know focuses on the question of like you know the sentience of AI right. um, ex machina. I think is one of the mm-hmm. best examples of that in recent memory. But like you know, we've seen lots of different movies kind of try to tackle and grapple with that question of like you know does a synthetic intelligence you know have have that kind of agency can it be recognized as a person or is it still a machine and where does that where do you draw that line where do you draw that distinction um so i really like their approach with the hosts specifically because um not only are we you know tackling that question of like personal agency and who you are but it's being done within the context of narrative and the mm-hmm. fact that like you know part of the design of the park is this very intricate sequence of different storylines that all of the different hosts are sort of forced to the adhere to and the loops and and all of that stuff. So I think that that's a that's an interesting angle to sort of tackle that idea of of the quote unquote humanity of the hosts partially because like they are all interacting within the confines of a story that right. has structure and then the idea is that the guests are the ones who are completely structureless and are sort of free to follow or not follow the storylines at all yeah. and 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 so that's like a great way for the show to build tension because the metrics that the park are tracking when they start to see that things are going awry with the hosts is how much they're deviating from narrative and stuff like that. So I think that's really, really interesting. It's a very meta approach to storytelling because you are watching a story about storytelling. Exactly. Um, Yeah, very much so. And and I think that, and I think that it's, it's clear that when it comes to, um, I'm forgetting his name, but the guy who's sort of like the head writer, right. um, Um, uh, he it's clear they had a lot of fun sort of working with his character there's a lot of really funny stuff about like you know that you know him grappling with like you know wanting to be able to tell a good story and 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 uh and and sometimes i have to wonder whether you know they aren't poking fun at hbo itself when it comes to like the fact that he kind of wants to write these gratuitous and, you know, much more, you know, gory, gratuitous, sexy storylines <laughs> right. and stuff like that. And 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 so I, I, I do find myself wondering whether um, whether they aren't, you know, poking a little fun at HBO while they're doing that. That's the uh, character of Lee Sizemore, who you're yeah, yeah, Lee. talking about. And I like his arc. Uh, he has a very, you know, he becomes a hero by the end of it. Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, they do a pretty good job with him uh, as we make our way through season two. Um, I, I, I like where his character goes. No, season um, one and two are really the only ones that have direct parallels to the movie. Because after that, it kind of does its uh, different thing. And we can talk a little bit. Like, I, don't, I personally did not like season three. Um, I, I like the first two seasons. The first season's, of course, the best. Um, the season three, for me, it, I, I don't think that it really quite you know, stuck the landing that it was going for. I'm interested to see where it goes, I guess, to see if they can salvage it. But I really don't think that season three 
just keeps even the quality of season two. It goes a lot, lot down from that. Yeah, yeah. I, I would say that that's certainly as far as like how it relates to the movie. Um, yeah, considering that like the confines of the movie itself are like the experience of the park and then you know the the rebellion of the ro- of mm-hmm. the hosts. Um, the I, real world in season three never feels as vast and expansive as the park did in the first two seasons. Yeah, I mean, that's... Yeah, that's definitely something that I also had noticed. That, like, just just in watching the very first episode of the show, mm-hmm. like, there's a lot of great detail right. in it. And, and detail that's not, like... Oh, we're it, it's it's not like they're necessarily like oh we're writing the rules of the world now right. and hey there's this corporation and hey like uh, you know fake you know fake AIs that pretend to be your deceased friends for therapy are mm-hmm. a thing like it's it's not like hitting you over the hammer the head with a hammer right it's just like they just like have all these nice little subtle details that are all more about like building the character like developing the characters right. and and uh and and really just sort of making the world itself feel very lived in and 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 very yeah like like you know fascinating and high tech and it's weird because season three is is going for this cyberpunk feel which the first two seasons are missing but cyberpunk as a genre like i think of like the great cyberpunk movies like blade runner um matrix um ghosts in the shell like all of those films have like you mentioned great details happening all the time because these worlds are very run down lived in worlds that happen to be also high tech worlds. Yeah. Whereas the the cyberpunk in in Westworld season 3 felt a little too smooth and polished. And they didn't start falling apart until the end, but we really only saw that for like a couple of episodes. And it was never like to an extent where I'm like, okay, this is full on dystopia. Yeah. I mean, I think uh, I, I, I'm still like kind of going back and forth on season three personally, just because I, I definitely felt a bit of disappointment in season two. I think that, like, season two was fun, but it didn't really have, like, the same kind of subtlety that season one had. Right. And and I think that, uh, to, to sort of talk about another parallel between the show and the movie, mm-hmm. I think that, like, you know, the first the first half to two thirds of the film were much more interesting right. and actually had a lot more tension that I really enjoyed than the last third mm-hmm. where it's basically just kind of like an extended sort of action horror thing. action horror sequence, which is what season two. And, and that is. is kind of what season two does is, is that yeah, season two basically becomes the uprising to season one sort of, you know, building up to that uprising. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that season two does a better job of trying to make it interesting by like having a lot more action and violence and stuff right. like that. But also by the same token, it's like, that's not what drew me to the show. Yeah, And like, I was much more interested in the character dynamics and also in just like the kind of, you know, the, the, the internal journeys of the hosts and, and how they sort of come to these realizations about themselves and who they are and what agency they have and so i think that then season two kind of tries to up the ante by having all of this like you know ridiculous violence and action sequences and horror and whatnot and then season three comes around and they deliver on sort of showing the real world that westworld fits into 
I think they have some interesting ideas. Yeah. Some of which are pretty good. But also yeah. at the same time, like we're already kind of seeing this ramping up of, you know, the sensibility of the show into this more of a thriller Just action, like a straightforward show. sci-fi show. Yeah, yeah, like straight up ideas, sci-fi. Even and, those and interesting ideas that it has are not as well fleshed out as in the first two. It seasons. doesn't feel that way, and especially just like I mean, you know, I guess spoiler warning for those who maybe <laughs> spoiler are spoiler alert. Yeah, we, we we should probably drop a spoiler alert at the beginning of the episode too. But um like I I feel like there's this there's this thing that they started to do with like Maeve um with Maeve kind of, you know, her journey to sentience including, you know, getting all these new abilities through mm-hmm. like, you know, deepening her admin right. access and whatnot. And um and Dolores also kind of gaining more power as well by, you know, just sort of getting a better understanding of who she is and how she works. And so, like, they kind of then do this sort of power creep thing through season two where both of them are getting more and more powerful and stuff like that. Yeah. And then season three kind of ends up becoming, like, this whole different thing about like both of them being these two sort of like uber powered. Yeah, it's really weird. Like these like these like uber powered rivals, like, one of whom wants to destroy the world, and the other of whom is like, a badass that's cynical but is being asked to save it's it. It's like two and Terminators going it's, at it. Yeah, it's like it's like a battle of the Terminators saying, um, one person I saw like in discussion threads about the show on Reddit was like, it's becoming like an anime show, basically. Um, but not just, a good anime. But like not necessarily, yeah, not not one of the better animes. But like you know, just it, it, it. There's like a lot of similarities between that and some of the more gratuitous, um, more of the the more gratuitous anime shows that are very much just about like building of your power levels and 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 oh, it's gonna be a big showdown and stuff like that. And I'm just like, I, I don't, I don't give a fuck about mm-hmm. any of that. Um, so Maeve I, was actually my, I think my favorite character in the first two seasons, like hands down. I love uh, Thandi Newton's portrayal of her and, and just the character arc that she goes through. And I really, really, really came to not care about her that much in season three, which kind of bummed me out. I, yeah. I thought that it was kind of cheap the way that they set up the, I didn't, I, it's not interesting to me to have like a Maeve versus Dolores fight. That's not interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I was just like that. I, I wasn't, it, it wasn't even, it wasn't even the Clegane bowl. Like, you yeah. know, like it wasn't even just, you couldn't even hype it up in your own mind. Like, cause they just, weren't even teasing that the first two seasons have no indication that that's what, where it's going to like a showdown yeah. of sorts. Yeah. So and it's then, not, it wasn't. And then the, yeah. And then they do two episodes of, of yeah. them fighting and I'm just like all the time. I'm like, really yeah and then like she all of a sudden decides oh wait maybe she is right this person i just tried to kill several times yeah yeah just yeah all these different reversals and plot twists are kind of coming out of nowhere and even just like our and and even just like arbitrary leaps in power like like i get i get the idea that mave's expansion of admin access within the park would mean that she'd get to a point where she's able to interface with all of the different communications within the park that's something that i can buy even if they sort of skirt like the actual logistics Mm -hmm. of how you connect to things and you know it's future technology so what do i know about how wi-fi and bluetooth works in the future if it's in the park it makes sense because it all runs off the same mainframe outside of the park it doesn't make sense yeah exactly so like to have thandy newton out there in mave uh, out there in the real world like you know i'm unlocking security gates at like yeah, fucking no distilleries 
yeah, I just, I was like, give me a fucking break. Um, so that said, I agree with you. I am interested to see where it goes. I do hope they find an interesting way to salvage it. I think that um, the way season three ended could potentially set the stage for some sort of a return to form. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm interested to see how... It's just like, it's it's feeling less and less like Westworld because yeah, we, don't, we don't have the park anymore. And I'm not necessarily saying that I just want to be in the park again, but it's like the park itself is like an interesting, you know, it, it, it it's just, so it interesting. Has, well, it has, it has three very well-defined prongs. Like you mentioned in the beginning mm-hmm. that, of like the interaction between the guests, the hosts and the people who run mm-hmm. the park and season two, you know, kind of, collapses that and and makes it about the robot revolution and that's all well and good but it's still kind of addressing those three prongs anyway Mm -hmm. and still it's still grappling with that with the tension between those different elements and how the revolution shifts that element season three just is this kind of more amorphous thing where they they explore new ideas about the role of technology in human lives and a broader question of how much choice humans have and Mm -hmm. i think that that's like that that makes thematic sense given what the show has already been exploring i just feel like it's so much more heavy-handed now though Mm -hmm. too and and like you know i think that season one has the subtlety to it and really and does, and, yeah. and and it does a good job of like drawing those parallels between this like future technology and how humans interact with technology today. And season three could have done something like that without right. being as 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 blatant and unsubtle. Yeah, so. I have no problem with it shifting to a more cyberpunk tone. If it's going to do that, I say it should have committed to it and just sh- given me like the full-on dystopia that w- there's a reason why the rich fuckers of this world want to go to Westworld because the real world sucks so bad. Yeah. But I never got that sense at yeah, all. Yeah, that's yeah, that's one approach that it could have taken for sure. Um what are what are your favorite characters of the show? Hmm. Um, Bernard, I love a lot. Um, Jeffrey, I mean, firstly, Jeffrey Wright's just one of my yeah, favorite actors. he's amazing. Um, and, and I really liked Dolores in season one. Um, she has been, I mean, Rachel Evanwood is always great, but in yeah, season one. Yeah, she's incredible, and she's been incredible throughout the whole yeah. show. Her performances have been stellar. Season one Dolores is amazing, though. Yeah, yeah, season one Dolores definitely is just really fascinating, and seeing how she sort of, uh, develops. Um... Let's see who else. Uh, I I like I like well like is 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 not the term I would use. But like <laughs> I, but William is is an interesting character. Um, Both and, facets, or are you focusing on one? Uh, as as a whole, okay. as a whole, I actually really like. Um, I, I I like the reveal of William's true nature at the end of season one, mm-hmm. and um, and I. And 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 sort of and reconciling that with what we see throughout season one really is 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 very interesting and and has a lot of potential. Again, we start to see some of that potential kind of go down the toilet by the end of season two. Um, And he's really 
not well used in season three at all. I don't think I did not, not like really. Williams yeah, arc in yeah. Season again, three at season all. yeah, season three definitely doesn't make strong use of any of its strongest assets. Right. Like as far as Bernard's concerned, as far as William is concerned. Yeah, Bernard was like in the sidelines the whole yeah. time. Yeah. Um, who are your favorite characters? Well, I like Maeve a lot. Yeah. Uh, Maeve is great. Um, I I like Dolores. Is, is you know season one Dolores. Who doesn't like season one Dolores? Yeah. Um, William is is fun. I I, I like. Uh, I really like Elsie. Uh, she's great. I actually think that she's one of those characters that um, her her the quality of her as a character is very consistent between one and two. And I think it's because of the supporting role that she fills in. Like I was really sad to see her go in season one, and then when they bring her back in season two, I'm like, okay, she's back. That's interesting. And then she's consistently strong in season two until until Charlotte offs her. Yeah. Uh, which you know is gonna you you killed her twice. What yeah. the fuck? But yeah, um, I thought that was pretty fucked up too. Um, but as a character, she's really consistent. I thought. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, Elsie was yeah, and 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 especially just like the way she the way she you know questions a lot of bernard's assumptions mm-hmm. i think i think she's a great foil to bernard she throughout is. the they show they work very and, well together and, yeah and, and i think that's a big part of her strength in season two as well oh, is, in a way that well uh work together in a way that uh, uh Hem- luke hemsworth's character isn't really in season three yeah not so much and actually oh yeah and actually luke hemsworth uh his character was a character was was the last character i wanted to also shout out that i actually think he's a great character for the show and and a great a great you know that they they managed to still inject him with a bit of nuance and don't just make him like the sort of jockey asshole who's in charge of security right like he he actually you know is very you know he 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 understands more than one would assume a character in that position understands, mm-hmm. given the role that you know you assume him to play, and 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 you sort of see all the other people who work at the park kind of underestimating him. But like he, yeah, he actually has like a, a fair amount of you know sensitivity and, and pragmatism to to how he observes the things as they develop and ultimately deteriorate. So, yeah, his character is really great. His name is uh, Ashley Stubbs. On Ashley show. Stubbs. Yes, yeah, Stubbs. That's right. Stubbs. All right. So what are your final thoughts on Westworld, the TV show? Would you say that it's a, a bad show, a so-so show, a good show, a great show? You can break it up by season if you want, or you can give me a, a, a full, like, you know, what your opinion of the whole of the show as a whole. Like, what do you think? Ah, uh, man. I mean, I think that if we were just looking at season one, like, great show. Mm-hmm. Great, phenomenal show. Um, taking it as a whole, all three seasons inclusive, it knocks down to good. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and mainly because of just how good it starts. Right, the setup. Um, yeah, the really setup. The setup is way. incredible. It, it it just it has so much promise. Um, I fear for it. You know, I fear it will go the way of Game of Thrones. Um, in terms it might of be just, already there. <laughs> I, I mean, it might already be there. Um, it's it hasn't it hasn't quite done anything quite as egregious as Game of Thrones yet in these later seasons, but. Um, but I have really enjoyed catching up with it. Um, definitely that first season is, is just one of the best seasons of television. Like I'm thinking of like the early seasons of Lost, like that level of just like so rich and so full of great details and promise. Um, you know, trying to answer some of the things that it sets up 
it's had a few stumbles here and there, so I'm hoping that they can find a way to continue to make it relevant. Especially because, again, I think that season three is is trying for something admirable in terms of the questions that it asks about the role of technology in our lives mm-hmm. and, and the idea of how people have control of their own fate. Um, I think that those are good questions to ask, um, certainly considering how strong of a role technology is playing in our lives right now, like just during the current crisis and everything, and, and how it plays this role in our politics and our belief systems. So I think that these are really good questions to, to interrogate. So I just, I hope that the show kind of finds a way to just inject it with a little more nuance and to just, you know, try to stay true to the character. Yeah. And just like, don't, don't try to make them cool, you know? Like, I, yeah. don't, I don't need cool shit, you right. know? I get enough cool shit. Like, The Matrix, you're never going to be as cool as The Matrix, so mm-hmm. don't fucking try. Like, just, you know, just stay true to your characters and stay true to... Stay true to the questions that they interrogate. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so that's how I feel. How 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 are you feeling? I, about I the agree show? with you. I feel like season one is is one of the best single seasons I've ever watched on television. It's uh, so deep and it fucks with your mind in all the best ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the the twists all make sense because they come out of nowhere, or they feel like they come out of nowhere, but they all feel inevitable. They all feel like. Yes, that makes absolute sense that they would happen this way. Whereas the twists in two and especially in three do not have that inevitability. Um, I also did not like the 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 antagonist in season three. We haven't talked about him, but Sir, Sir Rack. I did not like him at all as a mm. character. Um, but whereas like the antagonist and th- there's not a really a, a clear antagonist in one and two. I guess William could be the antagonist or Rob or Robert Ford could be an antagonist. They, they have an antagonistic things about them. But at the, the real antagonism in season one and two, but especially season one is um, the loops, basically, or, or I guess like the, the better way to say it is like oh, us. Are we stuck in our own? paths and how do we break free from that we are our own worst enemies in a way and I really like the way that the show kind of blurs the line between the hosts and the humans by saying we're all essentially the same you know I really like that that to me is is what makes the first season so great and it's interesting that a lot of um, HBO shows which I like HBO shows uh, in general uh, but a lot of them recently have had problems keeping up like the the quality after the first season i can think of like true detective um uh, which I, i'm glad that watchmen for example didn't get a second season because watchmen <laughs> season one is also like a, a great fucking season of television yeah like, that's the thing I let's not wa- ruin it i haven't i haven't watched watchmen yet but like yeah that's that's been like the the across the board consensus from like everybody who i've talked to about it that just like there's a sense of relief that they're like no it's just yeah. the one season and we're so glad that like that they don't have a chance to fuck it up after how good that right season and in is. a way like, i feel like westworld would have been fine like that too I feel like the tease at the end of season one where, you know, Dolores shoots Robert after he's like, welcome to a new world. That to me is more promising than anything we got after that. Yeah, I mean, that's a thing. It's just like, yeah, it's it's a perfect it's it's a perfect moment of like, oh, everything we thought we knew has changed right now. Like and and yeah, that could have been a very powerful ending for the show. Um, you know, I I love the characters. Yeah, um, so I do like I'm, the characters. So I'm happy to have more of them. If you know you want to get the show, if you know you want to watch the movie and you know you want to watch the show, watch the movie first because um, I think the movie, you know, it's a nice way to kind of 
get an early look at the concepts of the show mm -hmm. and then and then you you kind of have a little more appreciation for how much further the show takes right. things i don't think the movie is essential watching um you know like i said a little earlier i think it's you know it's worth watching if you a completionist have, yeah if you're a bit of a completionist <laughs> and and especially if you're a big jurassic park fan michael like Crichton fan yeah like a big michael Crichton fan i mean i mean i just i think that like yeah the the movie is so interesting to watch in, and, and I keep thinking about the movie in the context of Jurassic Park right. and how it sort of perfects that formula. Yeah. Um, so I think the movie is worth watching in that respect. And and also, as we talked about in the in the initial episode, about just like how many different influences that the movie mm -hmm. has had. Like including down, the show. Down the ages, including the show, beyond the show. But like, you know, yeah, just in or like Terminator, Jurassic mm -hmm. Park, and a bunch of other things. So I think that... The movie is worth watching. It's interesting, especially if you're a film buff. Um, it's not essential, though. So I think that, you know, you can probably do without it. I think as far as the show is concerned, if you're not sure if you want to start the show, season one is one of the best television, right. one of the best seasons of television um, out there. Um, I think that, you know, if you want to go on to seasons two and three, be prepared to be a little disappointed, <laughs> but you, but there's still some fun stuff there. Mm -hmm. There's still, you know, there's still there some is. cool, there's some cool action. There's some cool ideas. Um, just know that it's a different show. Yeah. It, it, it does kind of become a different show by the end of season three. All right. So, uh, that wraps up this bonus episode of what are we into, uh, focusing on the discussion of Westworld, the TV show. Uh, thanks for talking we more Westworld with me, Ned. <laughs> Always happy to talk more Westworld. Now, if you guys who are listening out there, you want to shout out to us, just go on GSV Pod at Twitter. Give us your opinion on either the movie, the TV show, or both. We want to keep this conversation going. Um, also, if you just want to tell us what you are into and try to give us, you know, some tips of what we should be watching, uh, you're more, more than welcome to do that. I'm always looking for more cool shit to watch. I know that chances you are. are anything you've recommended, I probably haven't seen. So, like, <laughs> let's 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 build that library. Until next time, when we have another exciting episode of GSV, go out there and watch some movies. <laughs>